Welcome to Final Girl Friday. My name is Molly, and I like scary movies. Tonight, I'll be hanging out with my friends John and Monica for a behind-the-scenes look at their upcoming short film, Unknown Caller. Could not be looking more forward to that. I wanted to have this episode out Friday to get the word out about this film as soon as possible, but my dumbass thought it would be a great idea to get vaccinated on the very day I wanted to post it. So yeah, I'm sorry for the delay. I uh, I slept a lot. I'll wrap up with a few updates regarding Final Girl Friday, as a lot has been happening these past couple of months, most of which is exciting, I think. Before I can dive into it, I do have a couple of quick points of interest. Firstly, as I'm sure most of you out there by now are aware, we're getting a Toxic Avenger remake, which is not a sentence I ever imagined would come out of my mouth. And that's not to say Toxie doesn't deserve mainstream attention, because it absolutely does. I just, I don't think of trauma films, even their most popular titles, as the kinds of movies that get remade. But back in 2019, Legendary Entertainment announced they would, in fact, be rebooting the Toxie franchise, with Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz producing, and we've recently been seeing a ton of news about it as it's now being cast. And guys, the cast list for this I I just can't, I can't, Kevin Bacon, Elijah Wood, Julia Davis, Peter fucking Dinklage. At this point, I, as someone who has loved trauma her entire life and despises almost all remakes, you couldn't keep me away from this remake if you tried. Well played, legendary. For a little recommended reading, over at joeblow.com, Brian Wolford brings us the best unadapted Stephen King novels from The Long Walk to Eyes of the Dragon, which is just fun food for thought for my fellow King fanatics. And at Bloody Disgusting, Mark Magnuson delivers Let the Right Ones In, 10 Swedish horror movies you maybe haven't seen. And he was right. I haven't seen a single one of them. And I'm starting to realize that that is a tragedy. Among those listed is a splatter film parody entitled Evil Ed from 19. 95, which looks fantastic, as well as Sweden's first official vampire film, Frostbitten, from 2006. Lastly, I was recently made aware of what might be the most perfect horror musical that nobody asked for, The Shoggoth on the Roof, an all-but-forgotten Broadway-style mashup of Fiddler on the Roof and the works of H.P. Lovecraft. It was initially conceived in the 70s and ultimately abandoned for what can only be assumed were legal reasons, then eventually brought to the stage in Sweden, actually, in 2005. It's since been performed in Ireland and New York. It features songs like If I Were a Deep One and Shoggoth Prayers, as well as a spirited performance from one Herbert West entitled To Life. To life, to life, he brought me. I brought Dr. Halsey to life. Of course I first had to kill the man with some ingenious plan. He just shot him. Okay, it's true, I shot him. The soundtrack to The Shoggoth on the Roof is available for purchase at the Lovecraft Historical Society's website in hard copy or as a digital download. I have purchased the digital download, and I am in love. All right, I think that's all I've got for this week. As usual, if you're new to this podcast and you don't hate it, stay tuned until the end of this episode for information on Final Girl Friday elsewhere, or in this case, just Final Girl Friday in general. And as Unknown Caller has yet to be released, proceed with wild abandon because there will be no spoilers ahead. Tonight. 
tonight I am super fucking excited because I'm hanging out with people who not only like scary movies, but make them. Uh, I'm talking with John Gonzalez and Monica Gutierrez about their film, Unknown Caller. John Gonzalez, uh, writer, director, editor. What, what else Editor, are you doing? camera operator, craft service. <laughs> Whatever needs to be done that's, that's not makeup or acting. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats on this, but I, I, that's pretty common for a lot of my productions. Awesome. Yes. And uh, and Monica, you are the makeup artist on the film. I am. You guys have been planning this for a while, and it's been in production um, now all weekend, and I've been dying to ask you about it. So how did it go? Actually, no, scratch that. What can you tell us about Unknown Caller before we talk about the production? <laughs> tell us about your movie. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Originally, it was. Uh, I had the idea for another version of it, probably two years now. Well, I wanted to do uh, something like you know, the opening of Scream, but I went with a cell phone instead of a landline. It was, it was a male lead who was um, getting ready to go out with a buddy of his. When he's like away from the phone, you know, we see a goat ringing and stuff going off and it says unknown caller, you know, on, on the on the face and uh, keeps missing the call. And then at some point, the person, the mysterious caller calls him and, and uh, they start having a conversation. I mean, that's basically kind of how it started. And I just, I did not finish the story. I was like, all right, I'll just kind of leave it at that. And then beginning of 2021, I just started thinking about something to do. Because Monica and I, you know, with Slasher, she and I have been talking about stuff. And I don't know how many times I told her, we're going to make a movie together. And I'm going to have an idea. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one fell through, which, I mean, I'd love to get back to it. Uh, and then this one, you know, just kind of stuck. I'm like, I, really, I, really, I still like to see this, this idea made. And I had wanted to do something short. Of course, you know, the pandemic kind of changed everything. So it's like, well... I'm going to do this. I want to get it. I want it with a small crew, short story, minimal actors, and and uh, and, 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 and work in a space where everybody would feel safe. This story could be either the beginning or an ending. The lead guy who's driving, going to see you know see his girlfriend, and this woman, he, start, he gets a call from an unknown caller on his cell phone, and he's like, oh, what is this? So he gets in his car, starts driving, and she keeps calling him, and then he she has this app where she can like uh, text him the message, and then he can hear what her voice sounds like. So they have like this playful banter with each other, and uh, yeah, they just there's something he doesn't know about this woman, and uh, it eventually leads to you know something horrifying and scary, which I like. I, I kind of I don't want. I was like I was gonna say earlier, I was like no spoilers. So I just I had to just give you up to a certain point. But, yeah, let's talk about Monica and her amazing work. Oh, yeah, my. I was gonna say Monica, could you just talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this whole part of her like you know like how she looks the main focus was on her right eye and so basically the scar the first time we did like a makeup test I was like so confident about it because I got this I know what I'm doing but sometimes I get rusty because I don't practice enough and then like that day I was like oh no <laughs> confidence out the window because it looked like like it just didn't look good I had to leave like on a trip to do makeup for my cousin's wedding, I was like so like time crunch. I didn't get chance to freaking practice. I practiced like two days before the shoot, and it was just like like really bad too. And I was like, John, ignore all the rough edges because that day I'm promise you it's gonna look great. So yeah, that was like the process. I usually practice beforehand. Like I I need to be confident on that day and not freak out about what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would send it to him and. And he would just, he would be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that looks good. Or, you know, can you do this and that? And my favorite part was doing the scarf part because it looked so creepy, you know? 
how she walked out in her room. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what Monica did for like the antagonist, like she just, oh. I think everybody was in awe and she looked so scary. And we took some of the stills we have. I mean, it was just, there was so many great images we have of her. And she, and, and I, you know, I, I think, you know, it helps actors too when they already, you know, know the character and getting into that character. But when they see them, their makeup on and Paige, we worked together on three projects now over the span of four years. And just to see what she gave for uh, this role in this character, I mean, it was mind blowing. It was just like, it was so unbelievable. And everyone was just like, they could just be like, wow. It just, she just, she sold it, man. But without that makeup, though, I'm telling you, I mean, that, I mean, not to take any credit from, from Paige, but, but, but that look, it's just so, it's going to, I hope it sticks with people, you know, to see this, like, wow, I mean, that, she was so scary. It's awesome. <laughs> the violence is so much more visceral in this, but you'll, you'll, you'll see, it's like, yeah, it's, um, it's more physical and hands-on than as opposed to just like with the gore and stuff, you know, it's, you know which is great, which I think it makes it more intense and, and you know, and, and, and scary. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can imagine. No, how much of the film takes place inside a car? <laughs> About uh, 90%. <laughs> Man, that has to be that has to be fun and challenging at the same time. Yeah, you know, cuz 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 half of the story it's uh uh like well maybe actually even more is uh in a moving vehicle and then at some point then we stop and then that was easier to do obviously, you know, cuz we can get more exterior shots and move around more and stuff. So, but in the interior, you know, I wanted to keep everything like enclosed. Especially with the conversation that's going on between uh, the driver, you know, the, the lead character, and and uh, and, and, the, and the woman that's talking to him. So, uh, just wanted to get that feel that, like, you know, she's in there with him or something. You know, just that was the idea. So, uh, um, I feel like it worked. And uh, but once we get, like I said, once we were able to to actually get around the car and play a little bit more, uh, yeah, you get some really cool shots. And it's um, Slava, who's our DP. He's he does great work, as as you've seen just in some of the in some of the stills. He's such a great cinematographer. He has an, a, such an amazing eye for detail. And, and uh, I think I, when I posted today, just like, you know, we shot at my place in, in the living room. And the, the actress in Elena, she was like, you never know that we shot this in the living room of someone's house or condo. <laughs> <laughs> he was, but he was able to work within that space to make, to really create some great visuals uh, with shadows and, and light. It's, it's like, it was, it was a challenge, but it looks, it looks so impressive. And I, I couldn't be happier for what, what he he did for this movie and you know, it's like, I always tell him when we work on something because we had worked on something in a couple of years and I said look I want to try to always give you something different to do so that way you know it challenge you a little bit and uh, it takes a lot of pride in that so I feel like I feel like we accomplished it for uh, for this shoot. Monica what would you say was the biggest challenge um, that you faced in creating the makeup looks either for Paige or you know just in general like when you always seem like you are kind of in the zone in the images that I've seen what was the hardest thing about working on the film for you? Um, doing hair because I don't usually do it. <laughs> Sorry, Monica. <laughs> Putting extensions in, <laughs> um, I, like just trying to make it look realistic. Because to me, like everyone's like, "Oh, it's so cool," but to me, I'm like, I just see every little flaw. I'm like, "Oh, it looks so." Like to me, every time I do anything, I'm like, "It looks so cheesy." Like I think it's just me, like just being super hypercritical by myself, but. Every time I do something, I'm like, I see, like, oh, I see this. I should have done this. I should have done that. So it's, like, just probably just the hardest part is, like, trying to get out of my head, trying to make everything look convincing enough so that people are like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know? Right. And then trying to convince yourself that it looks convincing enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) definitely. Well, so how many days did it take to shoot? Because you guys Uh, are wrapped up, right? Yeah. Well, technically, yes. It took, uh, like, four days. But... 
you know, if I need any pickup stuff, I, I, I believe there will be a day of just grabbing a couple of little shots here and there. Like here, here's a here's a, a, a nice little story. So, <laughs> so there's a scene where and Wanda was with us, so she she can test to this. We we had to um the guy has been driving and and he ha- and has to get the gas gauge it has to drop really low so he gets a notification to go fill up his car right. Um, my, and we're using my car, so normally, of course, when we're making a movie, it doesn't do it for me. When normally when I hit it 27 miles. Like I left on my on my tank in my tank, the little gas gauge goes off and I'll, and you hear a little ping, you know. Uh, that didn't happen when we were doing the shoot. I was like, oh, and so we had, had the, the actor drove around, just drove around and drove around trying to just waste gas, so I could get the shot of my ga- of the of the, ga- the gauge or the to, to show that the, it was it was low on, on fuel. And we got down to twenty miles and it still didn't go off. I'm like, what the hell? And when we were shooting, the area that we were shooting, I had two locations, two gas stations loca- uh, scouted for the, uh, my backup. And I'm like, you know what, let's just go. I said, you know what, get the shot another time. We don't need to get it now. And it's something I could just do, sim- I could just get a simple insert on my own. I don't need anybody. I could just shake the camera, right, to give that feel of driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go to, the, go to the gas station, <laughs> the first one, which I liked, it was the better one. And... Uh, and I need to be on the outside pump because I'm going to sh- – because I, what I would do is I would follow him. I'd, I'd be in the backseat with him recording, and then he pulls up to the pump, gets out, crosses the, the uh, camera, and then I would get out of the car real quick, run across the street. I mean, this is a total gorilla, right? I, I'm not even sure. It's like, we're not allowed to shoot this gas station. I run across the street, get set up, f- make sure I had the right lens. I had to switch lenses because – for the distance, I was like, oh, my God. So I run across the street, and, uh, uh, and you know, I was going to – get the shot from him, filling up the tank, and then driving off. But this particular station, what I really liked, there was this car that was parked in front of the, the, the tank that I wanted to use, and there was no one in it. I think they just parked a car there. Yeah, just sitting, <laughs> sitting there all freaking day. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, all right. So then he had it. So we drove around the block again, and I said, well, I said you know what? Screw it. Just park in the, on the other side. Pull forward a little bit so I can at least see you from across the street, and I can then I can get, get the footage. You drive off, and, and we're done. So – because so we so we do that, and and they closed. <laughs> they closed on us. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> like, are you kidding me, man? And this is one guy working, you know, by himself. And it was kind of weird anyway. We saw him get out of his truck at one point. When he saw when, when we pulled up the first time, he was like in his truck, probably smoking weed or something or whatever, just hanging out, drinking a beer. And then went, and so he saw us. He went back into the food mart, you know, into the uh, inside to wait for us to pay for gas. And when we saw that we left, he's probably like, all right, never mind. They're not, they're not going to get gas. So when we came around that last time and he cleared, he's like, nah, he just went to his car and closed up. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So we went to the backup gas station, which I originally scouted first, but I found the good one another time. So I was like, all right, we'll just use the backup. It's still kind of a cool location and it's got, it actually was uh, lit better, which would help. So we pull up to that, we go up to that one. And then of course, and the driver won, he went a little too far. So we, <laughs> this is a single take, mind you. So we had to go, leave the, the exit again, go around the street. I'm like, and make sure he gets up right enough to the, the tank so we can stop and get out of the car. <laughs> okay. By the way, I'm not throwing him under the bus here. I just think this is funny what I'm going to tell you. So we had discussed what he's supposed to do, right? This is his action. So he's supposed to go in front of the car. So what does he do when he pulls up and, and parks? He exits the door and goes goes left and doesn't go in front of the car. I'm like, no, why? I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Monica's next to Andre was like, ah! So I was like, you know John what? was so I'll bad. I've never seen him mad before. He was so <laughs> angry. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, he, did, he didn't listen to me. <laughs> So, so I was like, screw it, man. So after he did that, I got out of the car, went went to the, where I my, got my marker. I was going to get the exterior stuff. And then my my freaking battery died on the camera. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran back to the car, popped it back open, go through my camera bag to get the battery. And as I'm doing that, the guy that's inside the, in, in the, in the food mart, he comes out uh, and he's like, um, are you guys going to pump the gas? Because I'm about to close up here in five minutes i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wow so they I, really made you earn that fucking shot man well, <laughs> yeah, well, and we ended, ended up reshooting it so that was like that, that's what I, I said four days it'd be like three and a half days could we just but we had ended up picking up that shot later but yeah, yeah i just i looked at it i looked at the footage and i'm like ah this sucks so let's Aww. do it again all, beca- <laughs> all because i wanted to show the gas meter or show gauge showing that we were low and that so when the, when the actor looks at it, you know, he can react off of that for the shot. And that cost, that cost me a night, a day. <laughs> kind of glad I had some of those little war stories, you know, to talk about. It could have been completely smooth and easy. And you're like, well, no, we just shot and did it. And here we are. It's done. Right. No, I think it's much better for it to have been an experience, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've, you've made a handful of short films, right? Yes. Was there something new that you learned while shooting this weekend that you had not learned in those previous films that you'll be taking forward with you? Like, what was a lesson that you learned this weekend? Um, I think every every project is a learning. It's like some learning experience, and I feel like whether I feel like I, I, I'm sharpening my skills with the actors, like being able to direct them, uh, quick, quicker decisions, like understanding know what I what what's, what's what needs to happen. Uh, with a shot, you know, uh, when I'm working with Slava or if I'm shooting it myself. Um, so, and thinking about like time management, I know that's like something that's like time, man, what, but that, what's that with doing filming? But it is, you know, yeah. Oh, time I is can, your, yeah. <laughs> time, time's your enemy in the movie. So you, like, you, you want to like also get to a point where you can do this. Like, I, I hear, I hear stories like Clint Eastwood's like a, his, his schedules are, his, the productions always come in. Not that I'm Clint Eastwood or comparing, I'm just saying like, he, you know, he's like a one or two take director. He's like, the actors should know what they're doing. I know the shot. Let's get it. And we're done. And he always, like, gets done uh, in time, like, even before, you know, he finishes early. And that might be because he's, like, 100 years old. So he's like, I can't stay up that late. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, so it's like, so I, I, that's how I feel. Like, I, like I want, I don't, I don't like to see my cast and crew, like, exhausted. I don't like to see, I don't like to overwork them if I can, you know, avoid it. I know it's hard. I mean, these are, ch- especially on those lower budgets, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, yeah. I I, I guess I and I felt like I was seeing Monica yesterday. She was just like dragging over, and I was like, "Oh shit, she's so tired." And I, I get worried about people when they're driving home too. It's like, text me when you get home. I make sure you made it home safely. And uh, um, you know, so it's like that's my thing. It's like I like to. That's one thing I, I try to work with. So I know I, I know I gave you a few different answers on that. What's the one thing I learned, Monica? How many films have you worked on? Um, this is my third one, so I've only done three. And so, like, I just wanted to kind of ask you the same question that I had asked John. Was there like, a particular lesson that you learned working on this that you think you'll be taking with you when you move forward to, like, work on other projects? Don't work with John because he makes you work long hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't, I don't know. Kind of, I guess just, like, time management, too, like John was saying. I just kind of pushed myself to go a little bit faster. But, I mean, I did it pretty fast. Um, 
this weekend. So um, yeah, just maybe, I don't know. Not, I would have to think about it, but just, yeah, probably just time management and kind of just make sure that um, I'm confident in putting stuff out there, you know, like confidence in my myself and my work, because sometimes I do get nervous mm-hmm. and then end up like screwing it up or something and just have to just tell myself like, oh, you know, you got this, just push through it and it'll be fine, <laughs> basically. Right. right. I, I could tell you one lesson I didn't learn. <laughs> What's that? Oh, uh, it's not getting, not hiring a sound guy to do to, to work for us because I was oh. running sound as well, and um, with the cables getting, oh, it was just a pain in the ass, you know, working with the cables. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, because of COVID, I was like, I wanted less people, and I've done sound before, so I knew, you know, I, it's, it's always sounded fine with my production. So I was like, I can do this again. I figured, you know, it wouldn't be. It's challenging. At least I didn't think that, but you know, it was. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I would say, uh, Mark, I'll let you tell the story. When, uh, tell about the, the when we, on Saturday when we shot in, in the in the hotel. That picture you took. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. The oh, image. The, oh, the... <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. The okay. we were they were filming, and then you can see the little um screen. So. I was like, oh, this looks cool. So I tried to take it. And, like, on the screen, it's, like, her eye is closed. But, like, behind where she actually is sitting, like, her eye is open. It was, <laughs> so the it was like, really thing. creepy. That sounds really bizarre. I'll what have was... to yeah, yeah. send it to you later because so you can see it's so weird. It's, like, and then she has that white contact. So it makes it even creepier. I'm, like, oh, she's possessed. <laughs> oh my god yeah please send me that picture i want to see this because it's so yeah. fucking strange <laughs> yeah no it was yeah it was, yeah, it was uh very yeah very haunting like i was like what the hell's going on man yeah, and then, like, <laughs> she was done putting the contact in she walks out and then everyone's like oh like they're already creeped out as it is and so when i took that picture i was showing everyone they're like um <laughs> what's happening <laughs> i was gonna say no they, they just because there was like a moment too like and i didn't even think about this i just thought it was going to be fine um, but then I should know this as, as a contact wearer myself, but, uh, uh, that was, it was before we actually shot, but, um, there was a moment when in the ho- it was a hotel, right? Monica on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, on- <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. The contact like, rolled, about, yeah. Yeah, rolled up and we're just, we're in the other room. Like I just, we just hear them like making noise. Like, are they, are they laughing? I couldn't tell if they were like, like if they were like, you know, nervous or upset or what was going on. I just, it was just kind of like some kind of laugh, but it was just muffled a bit from the door. And then what's going on? Like, oh, the contact rolled up in my eye. <laughs> it scared me so bad because I was talking to her and she looked at me. And then for a minute I said, did I just do the freaking scar on the wrong side of the eye? Because there was no contact. And I was like tripping out so bad. And it scared me. I'm like, oh, the scare, like horror movies don't scare me. But this moment right now scared me. <laughs> so I was like freaking out. I'm like, Paige, and she's like, whoa, what's going on? Is it your contact? She's like, oh, it just is it. She like blinked and it like went back on her eye. But I was like so freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I just spent how many hours? Like uh almost two hours on this makeup and I did it on the wrong side. <laughs> I was about to pass out. Oh, man. I'm glad that it all works out for the best. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm like, I yeah me too. After well, she blinked, I'm like, okay, I was because Slava <laughs> He kept talking about parallel universes. So I'm like, Salva, we're in a parallel universe where I did the wrong side of the face. 
<laughs> like freaking out. I'm like, is this a horror movie right now? Right. <laughs> I, I guess if anything, had you put it on the wrong side, since we didn't really shoot that yet, we could always just we could have just ended up switching, I suppose. In hindsight, thinking that. You know? Yeah, but no, no. You signed something. I would have been like, so like I wouldn't have slept that night. I just like, uh, not at all. Like I didn't sleep anyways, but I was just oh, like, no, I did it on the wrong side. Yeah, I was gonna say, how much sleep did you guys get this weekend shooting in oh. like three and a half days? <laughs> so I don't know. I got home and the sun was up already. <laughs> she was starting to burn. The smoke coming off. Yeah, I was like, "Are you doing this?" Because the sun was coming up once we got to John, like to Burbank, and and then he's like, "Oh, do you think you'll make it before you start to burn up?" I'm like, "You did this to me. Now you can't." <laughs> you with this look, I was like, "Is she being serious and joking?" <laughs> uh, I was like, "Don't take anything serious. I'm just grumpy because I'm sleepy. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just grumpy." But I was like, "Tomorrow, you're it's your turn for the braid scene. <laughs> yeah. I use it on you." <laughs> yeah, no, I probably got about six hours of sleep. And the weirdest thing about it too is that when I woke up, I like I felt fine. Like I'm like that's mm -hmm. like it was, it was like a power nap. I'm like really, and I think it, just, it must it must just been pure adrenaline get to, to get to this weekend. He had Maybe. so much adrenaline. Like he was <laughs> running up the stairs, and I'm like I can't even walk. <laughs> <laughs> the lead actor was like, it's like dude, how are you so like? Internet? I'm like. It's, I was like, well, I'm hoping maybe this will like time out when I when I actually hit the bed, I'll be able to fall asleep, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. That's, that happens all the time. Like when I'm working, when I'm making a movie, like that's that's just where my, that's where I get that's where I get in my head. I don't really eat, I don't really drink. I mean, I, I, I'll, I when I start feeling like you know, I have water just to stay hydrated. But yeah, I, all I'm thinking about is like, gotta get the shot, gotta make sure we get it done in time. It's like we only have so much time to shoot. It's like make sure and the actors. I mean, I'm thinking about everybody in the whole production. You know, it's like I don't I don't have time to think about. What I for myself, it's like I got to make sure that this what we need, what we have scheduled to shoot, gets shot that night or day. You said that the actors, the the two lead actors, what were their names? Uh, Paige Tudic Gomez mm -hmm. and Juan Sucre S U C R E. Mm. And then uh, Juan, that was the first time working with. This is the first time working with Juan. The guy's great. I mean, he's, he was so committed to the project, and, and he, I mean, even for the pickup shots, like if you need me, man, I'll, I'll drive. I'll. I'll, I'll I'll do that for you so we can get those shots, like that, that might, which probably end up happening. Um, <laughs> but he's very dedicated to the project, and, and uh, you know, he's a really friendly guy. Uh, he did a great job. I mean, he was he was really good. He was well. He was in my definitely one of the top. Obviously, even casting him, he was you know uh, one of the top actors for for the role that I wanted. And because I was like, it was like another couple of actors. You know, from that point, the drop off from that, I was like, crap. If I can't get any of these guys that I want, you know. Um, it's gonna be hard. I don't, I'm like, I was, I was like, if I can't get the guys that I want, then I'm gonna make this movie. <laughs> it's like, I can't, yeah, I can't the actor in it, and just say, I oh, just settle. You know, it's like, all right, well, screw it. Let's just get this guy, and and just go for it. And uh, no, nah, I, I feel like I made a, good, a strong choice with him. Um, uh, and just yeah, and like I said, because of his commitment, I mean, he's he blends right in with our with our with our family. You know, I, it's always, I was, that's why I always when I whenever a lot of actors and, and other people in crew so you know, it always it become like a family to me. And I try and, try and stay in touch with everybody too over the years, you know, and uh, just see everyone's doing it and stuff. But uh, you no, know, he was there. I mean, if he needs stuff, he would, you know, he wouldn't just sit there. It wasn't like it wasn't be like it wouldn't be like an actor. It wouldn't like a prima donna going like if he had a trailer, just waiting his trailer till before it was his time. He'd be there and, and help stuff. He'd be hands on if he needed things. I mean, 
you know, I mean, he even grabbed a slate for us for, for on Saturday to do, you know, for, for one of the takes on, on page. So, so yeah, I, I feel like I, I made a really good, uh, a choice with him and, um, and, uh, yeah, he's been, yes, yeah, so, you know, he's been a great guy. And then, and then Elena, uh, who plays the, um, uh, Paige's, uh, cousin, her character's cousin in the movie. Um, she, yeah, she was like a last, it was crazy. Cause I had a list of women that I wanted that, that I was going to select. And, uh, and then she, I had already sent everything out and then she added like, like the day after when I was pretty much gonna have a cutoff and then I was like, Oh, let me take a look and see. And, uh, I like, I looked at her, uh, I checked out her, her uh, headshot and, uh, see if she had a reel and she had some stuff that she had done. I was like, Oh man, it's like, I already had these other girls in mind, but I said, but this girl's really good. And I already sent them all, I already sent them sides to read and stuff to, to, to prepare for the audition. And I was like, oh man, I have a dilemma because I just almost I just wanted to just contact and say you got the part, but I was like, I can't do that, you know. Yeah. I have to give everybody a chance and see because I mean they could end up surprising me really good. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was, that was a smart idea. So I never want to like you know once I do that, you got to commit to it. Something it's like okay, don't you can't just be like no, I forget that. I'm, I'd rather say let's see, let's see, give these people a chance, see what they have, and then you know, if this girl I, I can if nothing works out, I can take this girl that I, that I really think might be great for the part. And uh, yeah, and it worked out. It just worked out that way. That she, yeah, she was. She, I ended up selecting her, and she was great. You know, she, um, uh, I know she, <laughs> she was a little surprised at some of the things that I, because I, I changed it. You know, that's the thing too. Like originally in the script, there's not a lot of description of what some of the actions that she's going to be doing and performing. <laughs> and uh, uh, so when I told her, she's like, "Oh, I have to be doing that." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you need to. You can actually like have this. I, I don't want to give it away, but she's like, oh, okay. So um, she wasn't fully prepared. I was like, well, let's take some time. And if you don't want, let's just talk about it first. You know, I'd rather you not just go into it and not know what you're doing. And so this discussion, she's like, no, 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 I can do it. Just coach me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, and it did. It was great. So I was like right there talking to her. Like I said, I, I think I put it in the post on Slasher on the, on the app is that uh, the great thing about, about yesterday's shoot on Sunday is that. Uh, you had to worry about sound, you know, because it's like the splashback sequences. So I was able to really get in there and talk to the actors and giving them direction for like what I want to what I want to see, what they should do and stuff. And I think that really helped uh, with their performances. And uh, that's I think that's what made the day so much more successful yesterday. You know, so yeah. perform from the performance standpoint. Anyway, you know, it's like that really helped a lot. So um, so yeah, so I was very pleased. So I guess everyone's performance was great and. Uh, yeah, I um, I can't wait to see when I put it together how you know how it looks. But I've already put images up for people to see it, and that's that's very rare for me. I don't like to like show too much, but I felt with this project, I was like, you know what? I really want to build some hype for this. I really want people to be aware of this. I really want to get people excited about the story. And it's like, well, I guess I can show some images, and so that you know, once we get to the point when it's done, I'd be like, oh my god, I just can't wait to see this movie, you know? And 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 then with, with your involvement, Molly, you know, as well, and and Rory, like with the music, I mean, ugh. You don't even know. People get so excited when they they listen to that. They're like, "Who? Are, where are they doing this? Where's it, where's it going?" <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Um, for those of you listening, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram or or John or Monica on Instagram, or if you're not a part of the Slash community, you might not know Gory Rory, who did the music for my podcast as well as many other podcasts and just a bunch of fucking amazing music on his own. Uh, he and I wrote a song together that is going to be featured in this film. So that is what John's talking about. <laughs>
What's been one of your favorite things thus far about working on Unknown Caller? Um, something that's different that um, John like included every single person throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was different from other stuff because I mean, of course, they include me in some stuff. Um, but the makeup person is always just focused on makeup or hair, you know, um, not like the whole thing where he just shares like music, he shares, um, he shared like the artwork and shared all this other stuff, even with the other actors too, like um, the lead pay, uh, the lead actress page, she was um, listening to the song, you know, like the instrumental song you and Gor- uh, Rory did, um, she was listening to it while they were doing like some parts in the hotel room like it was she was just like singing along to it on some parts too it was so cool oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah john you uh, seem like somebody who's like rife with confidence do you ever get nervous about your projects oh yeah every single every single project uh yeah. just once, once you say once you get rolling though you get you, you lose the nerves but i think it's good to be Ah, sounds so cliche. I feel like I'm quoting a freaking movie of mine. I think it's always, or, or I mean, not mine, but like movies that I like. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, it's good to, to kind of be nervous and be, to have that on you so you don't, know, you're overconfident and you could screw up, you know. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, this shoot, I, I'm not sure what it was, but my stomach, you know, I had like a stomach ache. I'm like, is that these nerves? Or I was, I, I will say, I was nervous about, um, where were we shooting? What was it? I was a little nervous. I was I was nervous on Saturday, and that's because I didn't have control. That's it was it's a control thing. <laughs> it's a control issue. <laughs> I, because we were gorilla, and we ended up shooting in the hotel room. And I was like a little nervous about us getting stopped while we're shooting. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man. They come in here and like and say, what's going on? Because I, I didn't get permission to shoot in the hotel. So um, I just was like, <laughs> it, it was it was that was that was. It was one of those happy accidents where it saved us time on Sunday. Just think about that, Monica. Imagine if you had to do Paige's full makeup yesterday. Holy crap. That would have sucked, man. Um, goodbye, yeah. John. I would have been like, goodbye, John. I'm going to. <laughs> then, okay. Say goodbye. And then you can say, thank you, John, for deciding to go ahead and do that on Saturday. <laughs> I know. Monica's, Monica's I know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, John, I'm calling the union on you, and I'm not even on the union. <laughs> yeah, neither I. What are they gonna say? <laughs> I know, like, ma'am, you're not even in the uni. I know, but <laughs> this guy's over. Uh, just kidding. No, I was. Yeah, it's long hours, but I don't mind being there. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That was. So I, I was. So I was nervous about about being stopped in the production because, like I said, we we didn't have permission but it was it was it turned out great though i mean you know i'm like i know she'll say this too but it's like the room in itself oh god it had this kubrick uh clockwork orange feel to it molly it was like the looking out the colors i'm like oh my god i was like when i was looking up hotels to to to, to get for that for the night as our base camp on saturday i saw the room <gasps> if i can get that room we can get a really cool shot in there <laughs> that's gonna look Aww. really nice Oh, that's and, awesome! I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a great shot, man. Not to do my own horn, but it looks—it's it, it, a great shot. It looks really cool, and yeah. yeah, and yeah, just everything about the from right from the start of it to the to the reveal. It's like, whoa, damn. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so yeah, so I was nervous about that, and then I was a little nervous about um, uh, on Saturday as well when we went to the location to shoot the final scene because it's outdoors. Uh, I was worried that um, even though I had permission to shoot. That one actually I did have permission, and a friend of mine who, who let, let us shoot there because it was, but you know, that we, we shot. We, I mean, we, what was it, Monica? Three o'clock when we finished, three thirty. 
Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was super. It was super late. So um, I was like, I was, and it's, you can see the freeway. You can see cars going by from where we were at, and we had these lights set up. And I was just like trying not to think about it, but I was like, be prepared if someone like console horn or cop flashes like, what are you guys doing over there? And they me having to produce proof that you know that, that we can shoot there and stuff. And like, right. and, and I was like thinking. That's gonna cut into our time. <laughs> I have to stop and talk to a cop about this shit. It's like, damn it, this is gonna lose like half an hour, forty-five minutes. Like, damn it. So yeah. Um, so those are the, those are the couple of times I'm nervous. But like I said, once once I get rolling, you know, I uh, I, I lose it because I'm like now nah, I'm in the zone, so I get in that right. zone of of shooting. So speaking of family um and uh and flasher um because i know you the three of us and and rory um we all know each other through the slasher app but is that is that how you uh, monica is that how you guys know each other or did you have a pre-existing um did you guys know each other before slasher no we met on slasher <laughs> so like you're this film particularly like there are a lot of people that are working on it that you met through the slasher community right john yeah yeah, it's awesome. been, that, that was the thing. It's like, um, you know, when I when I first signed up for, now that's I always, I always forget how the heck I came across it um, because no, what I have a you know being out here now, they have a lot of friends that are into horror. Uh, none of them were on the app, and so so I know it wasn't a friend, a horror friend, you know, saying, "Hey, check out this app, dude." It's like I just I I, I guess I must have seen an ad or something. I don't know. I, so Damon asked me, I'll be, I don't know, Damon. I, I think that's what it was, but. Uh, I, <laughs> It was like in, in 2019, December of 2019. So I um, so yeah, I was like, I, I signed up and and I was like, you know, it's really be good to, to to maybe there's other people out here in LA to get together with and maybe even you know collaborate on something. You know, who knows? It could be other artists. You know, whether they're you know like Monica, makeup artists or or, or, or composers or what whatever. You know, and so I thought that would be a good way to to, to network as well. And uh, yeah, and that's basically how it started. And, I, and um, you know, I met a few people before and. Uh, Monica, and then and then I, I guess I you know I saw something. I obviously saw the uh, effects artist, and and another the thing about this too is it's just like adding a lot of friends. It's like you know just yeah, I just meet people and stuff. So I like, add, add every request, 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 and uh, I started noticing her work, and I was like, oh shit, this girl's really good. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, it's like okay, I need to be great to not knowing much about her experience and stuff. I'm like, well. So then I think I forget Monica. If you, I don't even know. It's, it's been almost a year, over a year. Like how we started communicating. I don't know if I just, but I don't know if she said she was. In, I don't know if I saw she posted somewhere that she lived in California or what. But oh, uh, did I ask you, Monica? I don't remember exactly. Um, I don't remember either. It might have been like, um, you know how some random people post on there, like where's everyone from, and then everyone posts stuff like that, and then. People are like, I'm from California too, and then we just started our SoCal Slasher group. Yeah, <laughs> like right. on post, like, oh, there's a SoCal Slasher and all that stuff. So it could have been like that, but I don't, I don't remember. It probably was that, like, we just saw that we were near each other or something. Okay, yeah, that, you're probably right. Yeah, and so, and I thought that was like, oh, this is even better that she lives locally. I was like, we're gonna work together. <laughs> I think it's awesome that you know, you have the social network app that's, you know, sort of designed to bring people together in that way. And, and it really is like resulting in, you know, it's resulting in projects and collaborations. And I, I just think it's fucking cool to see, just to notice, you know, all the names that are tied to this film specifically, that are people that you met through Slasher. I just, that warms my fucking heart. And, Do you uh, have a goal in mind, like an ETA for the release of the film? 
Well, yes. Thank you for asking that. Uh, actually, I did have one. <laughs> so, um, I, I, as I think I told you, maybe I mentioned to you or I said earlier, like, you know, I love uh, the Telluride has their horror film festival in October. I love that. I love going there. I've been going for the past few years to their film festival, well, except for last year, of course, you know, because of COVID. But, uh, I mean, they have this, some of the best films, you know, best horror films there. And uh, it's just such a great little town to to, to hang out and, and with other like-minded people and just watch horror for like three days straight. You know, it's great. And uh, um, I wanted to, I wanted, you know, every, I'm like, I try and submit something. So that was also part of the, the goal was the plan was to get this movie made so I could submit it to the, get in, in time for their festival in October. Uh, so I do have a couple of deadlines. Um, one was the end of the month, which I don't think June, which I don't think is realistic. I mean, it's, it's possible, but, uh, but there is a, I have an additional deadline through July. So I would say more like probably July is when it, it could be completed. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to being scared by the movie. I feel like, I mean, I, I have a thing for phone horror, like uh, phone related horror is like, it's literally my favorite type of horror. So I was, I was particularly uh, like, you know, interested in, in this film. And um, it, it scares me for whatever reason, horror that is happening through a telephone or a radio for that matter. Really scares the <laughs> shit out of me. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I remember Rory telling me about that too. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's like my number one favorite thing in horror movies is when people use t- telephones to, um, to really for any reason, but that's why it's one of the reasons why I love scream and black Christmas so much. And just any, you know, any movie that really utilizes phone. So I was just super excited about that. And so I feel like I'm going to get creeped out by the movie. I hope hope so. We can't wait to, I can't wait to discuss once the movie's out, discuss the movie with you, because if you get creeped out, I want to know which parts creep you out. (laughs) Uh, Definitely just, yeah, I, um, I just you know acknowledge everyone on this and and it's been that was involved in this uh so um but yeah molly thank you so much for you know for giving this uh, this time to do this yeah. this, is, this has been fun yeah. I, I was really looking forward to this actually and, and telling you like i said sharing some of the anecdotes and stuff and um especially while it's still fresh mm-hmm. you know, yeah all- <laughs> okay but i do have to ask before you guys go i have to ask what's your favorite scary movie monica you go first let me think about it night of the living dead 68 <laughs> nice Nice. That is such a good answer. <laughs> especially for a makeup artist, like especially for somebody who, you know, who loves special effects. I think that's like the perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I don't, it's just, it's like the first, I think it's probably the first zombie movie I've seen. Yeah. I saw, and it was just like on like a, like a movie channel. I don't remember. I was like flipping through it and I just saw like, it just in passing and I like went back. And I don't remember what part it started at, but I was like, what is this? It's in black and white. Like, what's going on? And then I was just like, zombies. And then it just, like, progressed from there. I was a kid, and then I was just telling everyone at school, like, did you watch this movie? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's but lonely it's being a horror fan sometimes. Like, it really can yeah. be so lonely. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, there's a few horror movies that, like, my old childhood best friend we would watch. And then... She would just, then I would tell people, like, have you seen this? Like, I've never seen that before. Like, that sounds weird. I'm like, it's not weird, though. It's creepy. You should watch it. And then it's just like, no. (laughs) You know, like, other people are, like, not up for that. But, 
yeah, Night of the Living Dead 68. It's just so good. I, I think it was one of the first. I, I mean, I had to have been among the first horror films that I saw as well. Definitely the first zombie film, uh, to my knowledge, that I ever saw was Night of the Living Dead. And it just, it, it, it's such a good, like, gateway film, I think, um, you know, growing up with horror. I think it's, like, the perfect gateway because it gets you hooked, you know, and it's such a good foundation for, like, <clears throat> especially, again, like, the special effects and, and just, um, yeah. The acting, anyway. everything, yeah. Yeah, it's all. Ambiance, like, just, like, oh, my gosh, no. Like, just, like, it just makes you obsessed with the zombies because ever since then, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, zombie this, zombie that, and then just, like, what if I like survive a zombie apocalypse and then create like different scenarios in my head? Like, how would I escape? Where is my base camp? Like, I always think that it always changes. And everyone's like, "What's your zombie apocalypse plan?" I don't know because it's always constantly changing. Don't ask me that, okay? I don't that's have probably <laughs> that's probably why you'll survive. You know, I mean, if you're if you're able to improvise, I know I would die so fast. I'm gonna be one of the very first people to die in the event of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Well, that's probably too. I was like, I have all these plans in my head, but what if I die first? <laughs> yeah. I never know. <laughs> I can be prepared, but then nothing happens with, with all my preparedness. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right, John, did you come up with an answer? Uh, yeah, I do. I want to say quick, as I'm so glad you mentioned Night of the Living Dead because uh, one of my good friends, my, my sister is one of her best friends, and she's like a, a, like a little sister to me as well, but her two little boys, she's this little boy who's like a, Knows a lot. It, I, uh, what was it like a few weeks ago? I was at my niece's graduation weekend, and he because when, when once once uh, his mom told him that I made make horror movies. Oh my gosh! He came up to me and he's like, "Have you ever heard of this thing called Kill Count?" I think <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I'm like, "What is that?" And he and he's like twelve years like I think twelve years old. He's like, "It's like on this YouTube. We can go every movie and it shows all the different deaths in the movie." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> So he was telling me, he's like, I'm like, do you watch those movies? I'm like, no, I can't, I'm, I can't watch them, not allowed to, but I can see, I'm like, but you can see the kill counts with all these other <laughs> So it gave me an idea. I was like, all right, so I'm going to, so I, I talked to his mom. I said, look, I'm going to give him to Ian. So I'm going to give, um, I'm going to give you a list of movies just for Ian this summer to start watching for horror movies. And I said, I'll, I'll go, I'll make sure it's, it's suitable. So it's, you know, uh, so he can start there. And, uh, and then, and then, you know, and it, but it's funny because I'm like, when I, I get, it was like probably like a dozen movies I, I suggested. And I gave her a list. Oh, these are good. These are good. And uh, so she's like, he said, he's going to review every single one. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's like a summer project. But I didn't put Night of the Living Dead. So when you said that, I'm like, I, th I think that's appropriate. I think you can handle that one. So I might have to add that to the list. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's appropriate because I watched it when I was 10. So oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And he can handle Like I said, he's watching freaking kill counts. You know, <laughs> he can <zombies>. handle zombies. <laughs> he, can handle, he can handle black and white zombies. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah okay so my answer oh all right don't hate me well not say don't hate me but it's like i don't know it seems like such a typical answer but this, this is a good reason behind it so it's carpenter's uh 78 original halloween and the and i choose that movie because that was basically the film that got me interested in wanting to make horror movies had yeah. not that had that not been the movie i probably would give you a different answer but you know uh, as a young kid watching that film scared me and I remember looking at my mom and I said, I want to make, I want to make scary movies. And I don't think, obviously she didn't take me seriously, but <laughs> like, this, is, this is what I want. And I, so I fell in love with Carpenter and his movies. And, and I actually, I, I wanted, I wanted to be like a big Kim. Like I wanted to make, I wanted to make scary movies and I wanted to compose 
for um for all of my movies. I wanted to be just like I want to be just like John Carpenter. And uh, yeah, so I was obsessed with him. You know, I mean, to this day, he's still my favorite horror filmmaker. You know, even though he's you know pretty much retired from it, but uh, I do enjoy listening to his Lost Theme stuff. You, what, you listen to those his, the three albums that he's made with his son and his son's friend. No, I really want to though. Yeah. I have not listened to them yet. <laughs> yeah, this last one he did, the part, the third one. Oh shit! Yeah. I think I actually I think I sent a link link to 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 Rory. I was like, dude, check this out, man. Listen to Carpenter's new one. This is freaking amazing. It might be his, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's I I I had to go with Halloween, even though I love so many other films over the years. Um, but the fact that that was the one that actually launched me into wanting to do this, like you know, it's like I gotta I gotta I gotta put that one up there as as, as the one and. Uh, I think that's uh, the best reason yeah. to include a movie like that on your list. You know, I don't think there's any shame in that. I mean, I'm staring at my giant Halloween poster right now. It's so like, obviously, I'm in support of Halloween being like, you know, number one. But I mean, no, I, I think I think that there's something to be said about the classics. And I don't think there's anything wrong with selecting a classic, especially if it's the reason why you became a filmmaker. You know, uh, I think that's the best reason to include uh, a film, you know, or to to cite a film as your favorite for sure. And it's, I mean, it's Halloween. It's fucking fabulous. It's it's one of my all time favorite horror films as well. Oh, of course. Definitely. No, I, and, it, and it was and it was such a, and it was so crazy. The first time I got to meet him, holy shit! It was uh, it was at a Fangoria Weekend of Horrors before they started doing the Monster Palooza's. It was his first time. I have pictures too. I gotta find those pictures, man. You can see the look on my face. It's like this kid, the shit eating grin on my face, and that picture next to him. <laughs> like, oh my god. So I think I was, I think I was probably like seventeen. I think something like that. But anyway, he um, he was guest guest speaker, and like I said it was his first time doing the convention. And I saw him, and I was like, oh, you know, I was, all, <laughs> I was like, that's John Carpenter. And he had like this Hawaiian T-shirt on with his baseball cap, and I'm like, but I was like, Bing, I know who that guy is. And I went straight up to him, and I introduced myself, and we, were, we talked for a little bit. I said, I don't remember the conversation. The only thing I, the only thing I do remember because I just thought it was so funny was that he's like. He's like, hey, uh, where the hell do I go to do this? I'm supposed to go speak to a bunch of people. Where the hell am I supposed to go? <laughs> John Carpenter's like, asking uh, you directions at the. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Like, you want to go that way, Mr. Carpenter? And he's like, all right, thanks a lot, kid. Well, nice meeting you. I was like, you too. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can die. Like, no, not yet. But <laughs> yeah, and that was. Um, yeah, and I've watched, I've been lucky enough to see him a few talked to him a few times and a few times and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's always been it's always been great, you know. So I was like, I think I, I told him one time too. I was like, you're the reason I make I want to make horror films. And I used, you know, I guess I forget what his reaction, but it meant everything to me though to tell him that, you know. And uh, oh yeah, this was really fun. Thank you for hanging out with me and talking to me about Unknown Caller. I'm so fucking stoked for this movie. Yeah. I know I've said that like 30 times, but I really am. <laughs> thank yeah. you for thank being you for having fan. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, Molly. I just want to thank John and Monica again for taking time out of their day to share some fun stories about and insights into their process, as well as make me feel ever more eager about Unknown Caller. This movie seems like it's going to be so fucking creepy. I can't wait. And a special thanks to Damon at Slasher for bringing us all together. You're the best, man. Before I head out, uh, I do have some updates for anyone who might be interested. I just want to share a little bit about what's been happening with Final Girl Friday, because it has been a pretty big couple of months. 
Uh, firstly, my anniversary is coming up. It's actually technically today. Final Girl Friday is officially two years old. And I'll be celebrating this by going back to my roots with just me and my microphone and you guys to finally talk about the reanimator movies. It's my number one most requested topic, and I was saving it for a special occasion, and that occasion is here. So so keep an ear out for that. I'll hopefully have that episode up sometime in the next two weeks. I also reached out um, well over a month ago now on social media asking for your horror origin stories. I'm hoping to have some additional stories to tell during the course of that episode to get a bit more insight into who you guys are. There's still time. If you haven't submitted your story yet, please, please let me know. What was the film or franchise that made you fall in love with the horror genre? What brought you here? You know? I really want to know. The podcast has also seen a pretty sizable wave of new listeners recently, which is it's just awesome and weird. And hello, uh, it's nice to meet you. Many of you have come here from TikTok, of all places, because that's a thing I'm doing now. I'm on TikTok, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I have been having a blast over there. I've been meeting so many amazing horror fans, upping my Herbert West cosplay game, discovering some new podcasts, which I'll be talking about more in the future. And since there are a handful of new people here, I thought maybe I should plug my buy me a coffee again. I really hadn't been doing that much, mostly because I feel incredibly awkward about it, but it is a thing that exists. So if you like this podcast or any of the projects connected to Final Girl Friday and you'd like to contribute financially to their growth, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Final Girl Friday and buy me a movie. Any donations I receive through that platform go right back into the content in one way or another. Uh, and if you don't want to donate or you can't, that's that's okay too. I'm just glad you're here and listening. I've also been posting more content on the website, which has been a lot of fun. That's been a, a goal of mine uh, for a long time now. Uh, and this is kind of the biggest announcement for me. Um, I'm currently actively seeking volunteer contributors for FinalGirlFriday.net. I never wanted this to be just me forever. I always knew I wanted to build a network of horror fans under this moniker, and I'm finally feeling comfortable enough with where it is to reach out in that regard. So if you're a fan of horror films, someone who creates horror content, whether that be reviews, creepypastas, if you're a horror crafter or someone who consumes genre news like it's oxygen, and you'd be interested in being a part of the Final Girl Friday Network, please contact me. I want to flesh out the content on the website. I want to have more regular guests on the show. I want us to help support each other and get the word out about as many projects as possible. Just reach out to me on Slasher or Instagram or email me at finalgirlconfessions at gmail.com. Let's see if we can't turn Final Girl Friday into something larger together. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I'm finally starting to feel a little less like I'm dying from this fucking vaccination, so I, for one, am really looking forward to next week. The next time I see you, I'll be talking about Reanimator. Stay safe, stay sane, be wary of phone calls from strangers, and most importantly, creep it real. <laughs> <laughs>